There's a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of men's fears and the sum of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area we'll call the WPOV Global Zone. Oh, I am your host, the creeped out legend TJ Logan. With me... The I think I scared him sober, gentleman Elio Canella. Yeah, oh, I could feel all the alcohol uh, flow out of my veins. Now, now you're probably wondering why the hell I opened up with the Twilight Zone. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, why is that? Well, because I had a weird Twilight Zone type of wrestling thing last night that I had to share oh. with you. Okay. Oh. Now. Before we get into the show or anything, I'm going to tell you last night, and this is why this episode might be a little bit later than usual, we usually record Wednesday night right after AEW. However, this Wednesday, I attended a CWE show in Red Deer, Alberta, Mm -hmm. and uh, CWE is a Canadian wrestling elite. They're this uh, touring company out of Winnipeg that does a lot of Western Canadian tours, and I mean, they do like, no other company out here is doing that, but they do like 30-day tours, you know, or like... Guys are doing 30 shows in like, you know, 30 yeah. shows in 32 days or something. So this is some really cool stuff. Well, last night, uh, I had a chance to see Juventud Guerrero, okay? And okay. Uh, I talked with him beforehand, before thing. We had a little five-minute interview. We're going to be playing that next week. It's just a little five-minute piece with uh, Juventud talking about what he's up to. Um, and I'll tell you this. He's a really nice guy. He says the word juice an awful lot or juicy, so... But very, very uh, generous, nice guy. And I also got an interview with Jimmy Jacobs, who will, the zombie princess of old ROH fame, currently one of the producers of Impact Television. Uh, we're going to have a talk, a little five-minute talk with him. We'll have that in a couple weeks down the road. But getting to Hoovitude, why this was a Twilight Zone episode is because, so there I am. Now, I should be at home. If it wasn't for the show, I'd be at home watching AEW. Right. Hoovitude comes out. Just before he comes out, Chris Jericho name drops him <laughs> on AEW, and then I see him comes out and he goes, oh, Chris Jericho just mentioned me. And at first, you know, I'm like, I think, okay, that's odd, right? Did he yeah, really? The, and then so I, I jumped on Messenger and uh, said the same thing. Yeah, and then I get home, I watch the episode, and sure enough, you know, uh, Chris Jericho's making fun of MJF, and he drops uh, <laughs> with two girls. So, oh, wow. But, that was just a bit of a Twilight Zone moment for me, so uh, that's why I used the opening for today, okay? so But folks, you are in the WPOV Global Zone. The two of us, me and Elio, we've traveled across the world once again this week. We've seen a lot of wrestling. Uh, yep. We saw a pay-per-view. We saw one major pay-per-view. We saw a whole bunch of other stuff. We're going to talk about it this week. We're going to go into like Major League Wrestling, our usual. We'll check out our Major League Wrestling Fusion. We'll yep. check out WWE NXT UK. And we'll talk about AEW Dynamite. But 
We're going to talk a tiny bit about some New Japan stuff that happened this week, and we're going to also cover the AEW Full Gear. That was called, right? Full Gear? Full Gear. Uh, full Gear. Uh, forgive me, fans, but you got to admit, there's so many crappy names for pay-per-views and things like that. It's so easy to forget the name of these shows. I was like... I, I, don't, think there's anyone, I don't think there's anything crappier than Intimidation Games. Inti- that sounds very intimidating. <laughs> that, well, that was one of MLW's uh, shows. Yeah. Well, hey, what about Saturday Night Fight Night? <laughs> How original. <laughs> Speaking about which, I'm going to mention this in the news thing, but... Uh, MLW is doing a, uh, a show uh, name that hasn't been done in 70 years since that name has been used. Oh. We'll talk about that. We're not going to mention it now. We'll talk about the news. But uh, yeah. Uh, so, okay, full gear. So yeah, we're going to be talking about that. And uh, we have our regular things. This week, we don't have any entries for the poll. So for our, sorry, for the uh, book. So uh, mm-hmm. we're not going to go into a rant this week like I love to do, but not this week. Uh, but you know what? Elio, first of all, how was your week, brother? My week has been great. It started out kind of bad because we had like a passing in the family, a family friend. So, well, my condolences. That, my condolences. Uh, thank you. Uh, other than that, uh, everything else was uh, pretty good. Okay. Um, yep. Well, let's 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 jump right in, both feet forward. Let's uh, let's take a look at this week's poll now. The, the the poll we talked about we talked about this topic last week had to do with Kenny Omega and John Moxley, mm-hmm. and uh, last week. We were of, Elio, you were of the opinion that John Moxley was the cooler of the two, and I was yep. the opinion that uh, Kenny Omega was the cooler of the two, and I, I gave up my reasons why I thought Moxley wasn't so great. You gave your reasons why you didn't think Omega's great, and but I know that over the week, we kind of changed sides again, and we went the opposite yeah. way. And I'd like yeah. you to explain, why, why, did you, why did you flip-flop on Moxley to Omega? Okay, so now... Last, um, John Moxley, when we mentioned, like, it, the cooler character, uh, from looking from it, looking at it from his in-ring, uh, style, I like that, I like his, this in-ring style a lot better, he's not confined to that, to that WWE style that he was used to for so long, he's more free to, like, wrestle his own style, but then hearing your uh, argument about, like, his character and being sort of a stone-cold knockoff, I can kind of see that because whenever he sneaks up on this opponent for me, he makes all these stupid faces and it's just, it's just ridiculous. Okay, okay, now. So, it, so I kind of see it from both sides. Okay, so that's really funny because you start off last week uh, liking Moxie more, now you're giving the edge to Omega. You, however, <laughs> you, however, convinced me the other way. <laughs> oh. Now, I started off saying that Kenny Omega, you know, I've known him for a while, which might feed into some of this. I knew him per- I know him personally. Um, the character he plays is a not a lot like his, his real person. He's more, he's pretty actually cool, laid back kind of guy. He tends okay. to play the uber nerd. And, uh, <laughs> uber nerd? And he has, I get it, and you're right, he has these crazy facial expressions all the time. He yeah. does sometimes some really over-the-top, even in the middle of serious matches, he'll do over-the-top, silly, like, series of moves. And I get that. And and, and you know what? I can. And, but this week, John Moxley himself, even though I still think he acts too much like a stone-cold clone, and I don't mean just by the way he looks, but yes, by the facial expressions, by the yeah. ambushing everybody, yeah. by uh, being like someone you can't trust whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, however, he cut a hell of a promo that we'll talk about uh, later on when we do AEW Dynamite, Basically, calling everybody out, and uh, yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I it won me over a bit. So, 
Uh, read the poll to me, Elio. What was the fans' reactions? Who did the fans <coughs> figure was the cooler character? Okay, so on this uh, poll, we had 74% going with John Moxley, 26% going with Kenny Omega. Wow. That not even a, that's like a three-quarter split there. <laughs> okay. Um, well, we told you our opinions, fans, and uh, it, it seems like you guys are buying more into Moxley. Is there any uh, comments this week about that? Uh, there's one comment on on here. Um, Kim Silcog said, Kenny Omega is a child abuser. Anyone that wrestles a nine-year-old girl, something's wrong with them. Are you okay, freaking... answer the question. Are you freaking kidding me? Oh, my Lord. Okay, first of all, yes, you did not even answer the question. <laughs> and second of all, do you really think Kenny Omega hit a nine-year-old girl? I mean, come on, a child abuser... Oh my lord! And, and I, I saw the video. It's up on YouTube. Okay, there's nothing uh, bad there. Well, it's ridiculous. Uh, now I like to think that maybe you're just saying this to be a douchebag, because uh, I can't believe for one minute that you really think wrestling is real, and that ne- they allowed a nine-year-old girl to to get into a physical match with Kenny Omega. If you do think that, you're an idiot. Uh, and I'm not even know why I'm wasting time trying to explain anything. But so besides, that nine-year-old uh, beat the crap out of Kenny Omega and really gave him a run for his money. Does that make her an adult abuser? Hey, Kim, <laughs> is she an adult abuser? My God. Right. All right. All right. Let's explain something and just get this out of the way right now, okay? Okay. This whole Kenny Omega wrestling a nine-year-old thing, okay? Yep. Now... Elio, have you ever gone to a uh, a match where you've seen people do something just outrageously silly? Like two guys who may they may have been like tough guys at one time, but they're doing comedy spots. Have you seen that? Um, I've I've seen uh, some few of the shows that I've been to. Uh, not really. No. Okay, I got to tell you, every show I've ever gone to, there's always at least one match on the card where there's a okay. guy who's doing a goofy gimmick, where he's doing mm. silly stuff. Okay. Uh, look at Orange Cassidy. I mean, there's a gimmick right there. The guy's a walking gimmick. He just does ridiculous yeah. stuff. And they so, call him fr- freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. I'm like, I yeah, don't get that. I, I know you love that, dude, but still. <laughs> I'm the, saying it was taken. The, I, I just want to make thing, one thing clear. Wrestling is for fun, okay? Now, yep. let's. if you really think that Kenny Omega had a real physical altercation with a nine-year-old, Mm-hmm. please turn off your computer right now and go bang your face into the wall a few more times, get your head rattled up, and maybe things will make, maybe reality will make sense. It's wrestling, people. Wrestling Seriously. has some fun stuff. There's some yep. goofy stuff. There's some serious stuff. You know, there's guys... Now, in Japan, there is a promotion that Kenny Omega and Koto Ibushi had worked for quite a long time where instead of just regular matches... They would do all these kind of goofy, gimmicky things, and it was just for fun. I mean, it makes me think of the freak shows of wrestling down in the states. And if you, you think, you know for- what? I, I'm sorry, I did, I did see one of those matches on YouTube once. Uh, there were like all these long breadsticks hanging from the ceiling in the ring, and I don't understand. I, right. I was trying but to figure out what was going on there. It's more of like an art, a performance art. It's more of a. Yeah. Just a fun show, and that's what Kenny Omega was doing. The story was that a nine-year-old girl could could just be courageous enough and talented enough to take on a regular wrestler, and that's all it was. It was fun, and people have yeah. turned, and they've. This is dogged Omega for so long, um, and the funny part is, I asked him last time I saw him. We were sitting together, and I asked him. I said, "Does the nine-year-old thing bother you? Do you wish she'd never done that?" And he just looked and laughed and said, "Why would it bother me? It's all fun." People who lose their mind over it, they just don't get it. Yep. You know? 
it's fun. It's a joke. It's, you know, so I want to say that if you really think that he's a child abuser and you really think that this was real, you really got to give your head a shake. You're, 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 this is wrestling idiot. You, you know, like, yep. I agree. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, let's do a little bit of news right now. Okay. Okay. Now I have. Actually, we actually we sorry we had one other comment as well on. Oh, uh, did you? From, okay, what from, is it? Please be a, a nice comment, people. Please, somebody who read the okay. damn question. We got from Sefton Cousins Thomas. Omega is an awkward and weird person. I actually like Mox better as Dean Ambrose. Go figure. I'm not sure why. Oh my God! Someone answered the question. <laughs> Holy crap! Uh, what was his name? Give him his name again. Uh, Sefton Cousins Thomas. Well, you know what. Sefton? Okay. Whatever the yep. name is, dude, you, you get props from us. Thank you for reading the question and actually answering it. Okay? Well done. Well done. Does that... Oh, hey, Kim, does that make him a well-done abuser because he actually <laughs> read this? <laughs> ah! oh. Anyhow. Anyhow. Let's get into a little bit of news, all right? We don't have a lot to talk about, but we got two topics, and uh, one of them is interesting in, you know, okay. like, ooh, what's going to happen there? And okay. one of them is sad, and I'm going to start with the sad one right now. Um, oh. independent wrestler Matt Travis died over the weekend, and uh, he's a, he's been a, a standout at uh, CZW House of Glory and mm. uh, GCW. You know, <coughs> lot lot in the uh, northeast of the United States, New York, New Jersey right. area, knew him very well. Um, here's a guy who, uh, man, he was 25 years old, very young. Wow. He was hit. While riding his bicycle by a dump truck. He was even in the bike lane. He was in his bike oh. lane. A dump truck, of all things, hit him. And you know what makes the story even more sickening? Is the person just drove off. Didn't even wow. stop. Not he got cool. Not cool at all. Uh, the police are still investigating. Wow. I hope they find this guy. And I hope he faces some kind of punishment here. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? Maybe he could have saved. You know, Maybe he could have made his passing easier. Or maybe he could have... I don't know, revived him enough that he would have survived. Unfortunately, Matt Travis died on the way to the hospital and was declared dead. Um, A very sad day. A lot of wrestlers knew him. He was a very personable, um, popular young man. And uh, I I, I feel sad about this. And and I'd like to send condolences from all of WPOV, not just global, but from WPOV too. Uh, Our condolences uh, to his family and friends. And um, it's a tragic story. and, And we hate to have to report this kind of stuff. Yes. Um, now moving on to our, our next bit of news It involves, it's a, a piece from MLW uh, oh. Filthy Tom Lawler Is done with the company And this one really wow. su- This surprises me a lot Yeah um, Yeah, like uh, <laughs> You know, here's the guy who was just their <laughs> champion Not until too long ago uh, With the revival of MLW He was on the forefront, he was one of the top contenders He won the very first uh, What do they call that? Battle Riot? Battle Riot. Yeah, he won the first Battle Riot, used that opportunity to cash in for a shot at the MLW title, ended up holding that belt for a while before losing it to Jacob Fatu and the members of Contra, who, of course, cheated him out of it. Uh, (laughs) However, uh, MLW announcing that he has parted ways with them. Now, here's the part that I want to talk about really quickly. Uh, Okay. And it's going to lead into our hot topic of uh, the week. Okay. okay? Now, the hot topic I have is there has been a giant amount of MMA, former MMA wrestlers, or mm-hmm. grapplers or contenders or whatever you want to call them, becoming yep. professional wrestlers now. 
you know filthy tom wasn't the only one i mean you there's so many people right now that you can you know kane velasquez uh he's he's jumping in there brock lesnar actually made the the turn uh but look at look at even the women's division there's an awful lot of there's legit women like yep. uh like uh ronda rousey's crew there um shana baszler uh, maria i can never remember her name something marina Shafir. Shafir, isn't she married to roddy strong I think yeah, Roger Strong. Yep. And uh, and what's the crazy blonde, skinny, crazy lady? Uh, Jasmine Duke. Jasmine Duke. Um, they're legitimate MMA girls doing wrestling. Mm -hmm. But then you yep. also got these wrestlers who are doing the MMA character, and I don't know how legitimate they are of actual any kind of MMA training, like Sonya Deville, uh, Killer Kelly. Um, there's a few others. So my question, this <coughs> week, my my thing is. It was started off as wrestlers doing the character of yep. of MMA guys. Does that cut it anymore? Is this like is this ridiculous? Considering that there are actual legitimate MMA grapplers now wrestlers. Wasn't there a short time the Undertaker was doing that as well? Yeah, the Undertaker's gimmick for a while is he was doing the kind of yeah. UFC sort of thing. Yep. Now, what do you think, buddy? Do you think with this day and age, with so many actual real grapplers on, do you think it's time that people mm. cut out the gimmick? And just I don't know, find other. Yeah, I'd say I'd say with the with these uh, real 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 uh, MMA uh, characters uh, coming into the companies and and jumping to professional wrestling, like just find your own find your own uh, gimmick, find your own like style and character instead of like trying to copy off of another style. I you know I I really agree with this because I mean okay. Before uh, all these uh, real MMA women, before Ronda Rousey and her crew came in, right? Right. Uh, take a look at Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville was playing the um, the MMA character. Yep. And uh, we know she's not an MMA contender. Right. Uh, she's a professional wrestler. Now, she had this cool kind of gimmick that she was this UFC-style fighter. But now, when uh, Rousey's crew comes in there, doesn't it make her just look ridiculous? Yeah, because I mean, uh, you have you have these uh, three women: Shayna Baszler, uh, Jasmine Duke, Maria Shafir. They're legit MMA fighters. They have uh, only one of Sonya Deville. Right, and so here's the thing: is like, doesn't that make Sonya Deville look kind of like a bit of a turd? I mean, she's not. <laughs> she's not. Yeah. She's just playing wrestling now. Yeah, like stop trying to pretend. Stop pretending to be something you're really not. Yeah, especially considering you're doing a character that there are actual legitimate people in that company. Yep. So, fans, we're going to figure out a way to throw that out to you guys as a, as a, a poll this week. Uh, a poll. Okay. But it's going to have to deal with, should non-actual uh, non MMA-trained wrestlers use that gimmick? And if so, why? And if not, why not? Tell and uh, speak, speaking of, um, I don't know if you caught this on MLW this week. Uh, they also had a new, another signing. Oh, I did not. From the, MMA, from the, from the MMA world. King oh. Mo is now with MLW. Oh, yes, I did see that. King Mo. Yeah. Let's hope he has a lot more success than he did in Impact. Because <laughs> yeah. that was almost, <laughs> oh, that was almost that embarrassing. Run. Yeah, that was terrible. Well, King Mo, let's hope you get your crap together. Now, <laughs> before we move into our little uh, look at... Uh, at AEW, well, first New Japan. I wanted to mention some uh, MLW news. Um, okay. MLW uh, is holding a competition called the Opera Cup. 
It'll be the 2019 Opera Cup. And it's sort I of, saw that. I, I'm like, did I hear that right? The Opera Cup? The Opera Cup. Now, Elio, there used to be an Opera Cup. You want to know how long ago the last one was held? Uh, how long ago? 71 years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I believe they mentioned uh, that uh, Stuart was the last one that won it. Oh, really? I'm going to have uh, to go look that up. I did not read that far into it. I, I just saw this. I don't know if I misunderstood, or, but that's what I heard on the, tonight, on, uh, the MLW Fusion. Well, week. I'm definitely going to look that up because, um, come on, I'm, I'm not far from Calgary from the hearts, uh, you know. Wow. <laughs> but 71 years. If you thought yeah. they were desperate for names of, uh, <laughs> wow, the Opera Cup. Jeez. Okay. Okay, I, I knew a promoter who uh, would name his shows every month, you know, like, you know, this week it is, you know, PCP, blah, 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 or something, right? Right, yep. He, he would name tons of his songs, or tons of his shows after uh, Def Leppard songs. Oh, wow. <laughs> so there was a hysteria, there was an adrenalize, there was a... La, 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 bite. I don't know if there was a lot of fights <laughs> one, but... Well, you said that. I think they knocked the leopard tongue. That's definitely got to be like the Valentine's beating. Why could the love bites? Oh, my Lord. Elio, I, it was bad enough seeing you at the pour some sugar on me card, but... Uh... <laughs> oh, and Pyromania was just too hot. The fire, it, it chased everybody. Anyway, anyways, okay, we're not, we're not going to make fun of people here, but that, the Opera Cup. Wow. That's all. I'm just going to leave it as a wow. Okay? Yep. Now, I, I told you I'd mention a little bit about um, New Japan this week. I'm actually not going to yes. get into much great detail. There was a, f a couple cards held this uh, this weekend that had to do with... Um, uh, Jushin Liger. Yeah, with New, New Japan being yep. in North America. And, you know, uh, I, I actually went back to... Because I, I was going to start and watch it when I noticed it on mm -hmm. the website. And um, it got removed. I went to watch it. It said content rejected. Oh, so, someone's up on uh, their things. Okay. I didn't get to watch it. Well, I looked over the card itself, and to be honest, right. there there wasn't any like must-see matches in there. Okay. That meant overall to New Japan. There was lots of young lions. There was lots of right. mid-card yeah. guys. And mm -hmm. uh, so, I, you know, the, the big, of course, thing was being Liger's last uh, wrestling appearance. Uh, right. Which was in a tag team, and uh, okay. his team won. So, uh, not the most exciting or in interesting thing for New Japan being in the, especially being in the U.S. And it, it started to make me wonder how serious New Japan wants to even get into the U.S. because it doesn't seem like they're taking really good runs at it. You know, right? I mean, yeah. they had this opportunity here. Why didn't they load the card with some of their top guys? Mm -hmm. Who knows? Who knows? Well, you know what? Let's go into uh, AW Full Gear. Okay. Okay. Oh, before we do that, uh, yep. we should uh, mention uh, NJPW uh, World Tag League starts on this Saturday. Yes, thank you, thank you. And last week we went over the teams, and there were some really ridiculous yes, teams. Yep. There were some good teams. <laughs> yep. So uh, we're gonna watch that this week. We'll probably be reporting about it next week. Okay. Um, so, folks, let's let's get into uh, the AEW pay per view. We're gonna skim it really quickly because it is the pay per view, right. and yep. uh, there were some interesting things and some ridiculous things. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I want you to just tell me a quick what you thought about it, and we don't have to go too much detail. But first of all, we had this Britt Baker defeating Bea Priestley. Right. Uh, ends with Awesome Calm coming out with a knife and cutting off a chunk of Priestley's oh, hair. Yeah, you know what? I I'm I'm done with the whole Awesome Kong uh, character. I just it's uh, it's 
tired for me. I just don't get it anymore. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Now, um, you know, we found out later what this is all about. It's kind of a tie-in with uh, Brandy Rhodes, who's now like oh, kind yeah. of the so heavy totally, for yeah, she totally flipped out the uh, last few weeks. Now, the only thing that stick out to me is I still don't understand how Britt Baker can stick her hand in someone's face, like in their mouth, <laughs> fish hook them and win. I thought that was against the rules. Unsanitary. <laughs> Jeez. Um, did you did you catch the awesome Kong reference which she was doing though with the hair and the knife? Did you did you catch what that was from? I did not. I noticed uh, that okay. she cut the hair and stuff, but I didn't get the reference. Now I think for me, and I'm pro- I'm not. I don't think I'm wrong here. Just the curved the curved knife she had, the hair thing, and the sniffing. I think it's kind of a ripoff or a homage to uh, Pitch Black, uh, oh, where the character okay. Riddick would do that in the first uh, thing. He was like stalking some people, and he he cut oh, the hair okay. with a weird knife. And yeah, so I think that was just kind of the thing. The but it came off as just kind of weird. And yeah, I'm kind of over yeah. the Awesome Kong character too. Yeah. Okay, so. First match coming in for the actual opening, ten, it was the Young Bucks versus Proud and Powerful, and that's uh, mm-hmm. Ortiz and Santana. What do you think of this? Uh, not a bad opener. It's a way to get the crowd like excited for the rest of the show. So I thought it was, not, thought it was a pretty good opener. I thought uh, we saw an intensity you don't usually see from the Young Bucks. Yep. Which was nice. Uh, they seemed legitimately angry, and you don't really see that a lot from them. Mm-hmm. Um, Ortiz and Santana. Man, they have changed their looks really subtly, but enough that yeah. they, they sure don't. Like, what's with uh, Ortiz, man? I mean, he like he looked really fat before. Now he looks like like very cut, scary. Like like in a week. So they 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 they, they are not. They're no longer LAX. They're, no, they've they, shown uh, like that they are a completely different team. Yeah, it it really stands out, and I really enjoy what they're doing out there. Uh, really good yep. match. They take the win. Um, moving on to our next match, Hangman Page versus Pac. Uh, Pac getting the win with the Brutalizer again. Um, <laughs> I still can't get to pass that name. It's just weird. Hey, he's, oh, a, but he's a bastard, I, I, you know, a bastard. I, I, no, I have to say, I think I figured out why. I think I figured out where he got the name from. Okay, where? Any every time the camera does a close up on his face, the look he has on his face. Oh. He's, a miserable, he's a miserable bastard. Okay, I thought it was maybe because his mom had him out of wedlock. <laughs> oh, well. Anyways, I guess that was he's a little so too miserable. literal. <laughs> he's miserable because his mom had him out of wedlock. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. There we go. The, the, the two uh, connect. The two There's make it up. Uh, okay, I, I can see that. Um, next, we had uh, Sean Spears versus yep. Joy Janela. Uh, uh, this wasn't one of uh, my highlights on this card. Yeah, I'm kind of at the... Who cares? I, I don't really like... like... Well, Sean Spears is, is, is just his whole character. I don't understand. Yeah, they've taken Sean Spears, who can be an exciting wrestler, and they've turned him into something really boring. And, and, and here's, another, here's another example of uh, taking another character. He's calling himself the chairman. Uh, I think La Parca had that like before Sean Spears. Yeah, I I think. Oh, you mean Los Angeles Park? Yes, yeah. Los Angeles Park, <laughs> LA Park. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I believe he's the one that had it back in like in 
than in the late nineties in WCW. No, no, I, I agree. I agree. When I they said the chairman thing too, I thought it was a little ridiculous and a little derivative. Yep. Um, and I got to tell you, I'm not a fan of Joey Janela. No, not a fan of Joey Janela, except for when he sta- when he uh, stapled uh, Jimmy Havoc's forehead. So that that was uh, the only time I was a slight fan of. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Next, we have uh, we have the uh, the tag team titles up for grabs. Uh, Scorpion and uh, oh, sorry. Scorpio Sky and uh, Frankie. This Kizera. is not Mortal Kombat, even though they are doing. I know. Kombat. I was thinking. I was thinking about Scorpion too. <laughs> and uh, although, yeah, hey, <laughs> um, Private Party inserted into this, and uh, the Lucha Brothers. What do you think of this one, uh, buddy? This one is uh, SCU's match is always entertaining, and um, I believe uh, there wasn't this uh, wasn't this uh, what we saw the return of Christopher Daniels. Yes, under a mask. Yes, it's Pentagon. Yep. Uh, great match, great match, great ending. Good to see Daniels back. Yeah, let's face it, man. SCU is hot right now. They're they're really doing well. Lucha Brothers, you got to feel sorry for them. This is kind of mm. they're like. The, probably one of the best tag teams around, but they're having to play second fiddle right now. <coughs> and Private Party, uh, every time I see these guys, I'm enjoying them more and more. Yes. All right, next we go up uh, the world's smallest Asian women's wrestler, Riho. <laughs> yeah. Putting her belt up against a very chunky Emi Sakura, who actually was one of her trainers like 20 years ago, 15 years yeah. ago, or something like that. But, but you know what? This this wasn't actually this actually this wasn't a bad match. Like and you know we're always, we've been saying for the past several weeks how Rio was like so tiny, mm-hmm. but it works for her. <laughs> it kind of does. It kind of does. I'm starting to buy her a little bit more. Yep. All right. Next we had uh, especially when especially when she did the double stomp on the apron, like and yeah, uh, through to the floor. Yep. Now. Uh, the next match, Chris Jericho putting up his mm-hmm. title against Cody Rhodes. It had three judges off to the side in case this match went to a timely yeah, draw. Yeah, I don't understand the three judges. Like okay. They had them sitting in the crowd. Okay, I want to correct you for something. You told me that you had never seen this before. And Wait, that's not true, that? uh, a three-judge panel. There was a time, I believe oh. it was Ric Flair versus either Dusty Rhodes or Ricky Steamboat. Oh, okay. And it had three judges in it. Well, I what? hadn't seen that match. One so of which was for, Terry for Funk. Me. One which well, was so for, so for myself, I had never seen it before. Okay, no, just when I heard you guys talking about it, it made it sound like this was never, this is never, you know, such an oh, unusual okay, thing. Right. It has happened in the past. Okay. And I believe it might have been Dusty Rhodes, which makes sense with Cody Rhodes now being right. You know, uh, what do you think of this match, buddy? Uh this was a pretty. This was a pretty good match. Um. That uh, that was crazy. That dive that uh, Cody did uh, off the ramp and that mm-hmm. busted him open. And then, uh, then of course the ending. We all we knew we all knew MGF. It was only a matter of time before he turned. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm so. Oh, I kind of hate how they just do things so fast. Yeah. You know, like MGF. MJF just turned on him so quickly after being yeah. his supposed best friend, and mm-hmm. uh, although. I guess in some ways it helps with Cody because Cody said that if he did not win the belt, that he would never challenge again for the AEW title. However, this kind of gives a bit of a leeway because he wasn't—he didn't actually lose the match. You know, MJF right. cost MJF him. Threw the, the towel in. Yep, yeah, threw the towel in. 
Yeah. Uh, overall, I thought it was a pretty solid match. <laughs> Cody's pretty exciting to watch. Uh, Jericho, you know, he's has his night where he's on they, and I off. Think, I think they knew that um, that they um, backed themselves into a corner by saying, oh, I'm never going to challenge for the belt if I don't win. So they yeah. had to come up with that as a way to get out. No, I agree. I agree. And now yep. the last match of the evening. Kenny, Kenny Omega, John Moxley. <laughs> Dude, this is everything I hate about hardcore wrestling. Yeah. Happened yeah. in this you know, match. You know, okay, did you see earlier in the evening Sean Spears wore a t-shirt that said garbage wrestling? Yes. If you take the wrestling out of it, you're left with the word garbage. And that's what uh, this match was. I just I didn't enjoy this one at all. I didn't at all. I mean, that the whole board full of mouse traps. That was oh, ridiculous, yeah. and that spider yep. web version of a uh, of uh, barbed wire as they're both rolling around. Yeah, in it. Ter- that's terrible. Terrible oh. stuff. I did not like that match at all. I put it no. off. T- I put it off so many times after it came out for me to watch, and I just I'm not a fan of garbage hardcore wrestling, and that's yep. definitely garbage hardcore wrestling. Not cool. don't say that too loud. Uh, the IWC might disagree with us. <laughs> Oh, like they're a bunch of jerks. Who cares what they think? Um, that's Ian Rotten's company, right? Yeah, who cares what that fat fuck thinks? Um, moving on, though, let, let's let, let's just say this. Overall, how would you give uh, this pay per view? Was it worth fifty? Okay, we'll do our. We'll measure this pay per view by how much dollars would you have paid to see this and felt fair. Okay. What um, would you say? You take out the Moxley Omega match. I would, I would pay to see this. How many dollars? I would, um, and Canadian dollars. dollars. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> uh, Did you say fifty dollars? No, I, I, hold on, fifty dollars. I'm not sure. Maybe forty. Forty? You're being yep. much more generous than me, my friend. I would have paid oh. maybe twenty for this book. I, I don't think it delivered as. I don't know. Some of the matches were okay. Nothing was really spectacularly cool. Although I gotta give. Got to give props to the tag teams. Tag teams really seem hot on fire in AEW, don't they? Yeah. That's kind of cool to see. Um, yeah. Now, let's be nicer. I'll say I'll give it – I would pay $27 to okay. watch that pay-per-view, okay? There right. was a lot of problems I had with it, a lot of ridiculous things, but there was also some good stuff, so we'll lay at that. So, fans, AEW's uh, Full Gear, if it's out there, you get a chance. Do not pay more than $27 for it. Actually, um, I saw somewhere on uh – that uh, apparently uh, AEW accidentally uploaded this to YouTube. <laughs> what? I'm not, that, I don't know how true that one is, but... Uh, but it's not there now. It's, <laughs> if, it's, if, if they did it accidentally, well, it's probably gone by now. Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. Well, fans, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to go into our three regular shows of the week. And... Okay. Uh, Yeah, talk a little bit more wrestling, so we'll see you guys on the flip side. All right. Hello, this is Miguel Cole from the Wrestling POV Podcast. Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global is affiliated with the Collar and Elbow brand. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com and save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Collar and Elbow has t-shirts, hoodies, sunglasses, and more. And the best part, you're helping out your local indie wrestlers. And you're helping out the best wrestling podcast of all, Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global. You don't want to miss out. So save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Oh my goodness! This is the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to the Wrestling POV Podcast. Well, Elio, that was a well-funded break. Do you feel better? 
I know I do. I do feel better. I'm all ref- I feel all refreshed. I got my portable liquor cabinet right next to my computer. That is, that I'm all is, good. I'm good to go. That is frightening. That is very frightening. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> well, you frightened me with that opening. I I know. I'm sorry. I I shouldn't have sobered you up so quick. <laughs> <laughs> Killed that buzz off pretty quick. Huh? Anyhow, folks, it's time for our regular dip into the three shows that we watch each week. We're going to talk about them. Rate them, see how they're doing in the overall standings. We're going to open up today with WWE NXT UK. Um, overall, what was your feeling of this card? Uh, so actually, was uh, not a bad card. I there was there was a lot. Um, one match I I didn't uh, find as enjoyable as the rest of the card, but there's not a whole lot that I didn't like on this one. All right. Well, what is the what was the highlight of the card for you? For me, I'm going to say, well, first of all, that Piper Niven spotlight, that was pretty good. Actually, very good. Very good. Really yep. humanized her and uh, made her yep. a much very sympathetic person. And uh, we're going to see more next week. Okay. Also, was- um, also uh, the, the opening match, Cho Coffee and Tyson Tebow. That was a pretty good match. Yeah, that was actually really good. Yep. Uh, you know what? Overall, looking at all the matches, I think the matches were pretty good. Um, Isla Dawn versus Killer Kelly. Um, That's I like. I actually like Isla Dawn a lot, and she—they don't right. give her a lot. I mean, she won yeah. this match, but man, she really struggled through it. Killer Kelly is like becoming to me like these generic MMA wannabes. Yeah, I, I just—I'm not a fan of Killer Kelly. That's why I gave this one as my light. Okay, but um, the ending. How about the ending of NXT UK though? Okay, well, first of all, let's talk about that last match really quick. Uh, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan versus Zach Gibson and James Drake. On paper, I was just like, yuck. And yet, yet, I'm going to give some rare props here because both these teams were very good tonight. Uh, Andrews and Morgan, or sorry, Mm -hmm. Andrews and Webster were uh, like, they, they were hot. Okay, they did a lot of cool things. But real big props to Gibson and Drake. They did a lot of amazing double team work that I hadn't seen out of them before. They, they, they and Jack sold... Gibson's a guy that no one likes. Yeah, you know, I I came out of there with a much more appreciation of these two teams. The t- it ends, however, with Imperium coming in uh, attacking yep. everybody. Then, and this is, I got to say is kind of a, I don't know where it is yet, but it's cool. It ends with the guys in Imperium in the ring, and yep. uh, Gallus comes out. So there's three mm-hmm. members of Gallus, four members of Imperium. They're standing right. there. Walter's out there. They're all doing their stuff. Gallus gets into the ring. And then all of a sudden, Ilya Dragunov's music comes on. He comes wow. out. Alexander Wolf's all smiles. He comes up, makes some room for him. <laughs> he gets up, looks at uh, Wolf. They're standing there. And then he turns around and jumps in and joins Gallus. And they yeah. start attacking each other. Yeah. I got to say, a few things out of this. One, Gallus actually looks kind of cool right now. Two. See, we're, turn, we're turning. It, it Unlike worked. the beginning of uh, the year when we were not high on Gallus. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? <laughs> Gallus, it's, I guess it's just the way you're presented because Gallus looked good. Imperium looked very strong, good, and dickish. So they played their roles yep. perfectly. Dragonoff, I kind of like this idea of him. This pushes him up higher in the card, you know? Yep. Uh, over all in all, this was a pretty solid uh, card. I'm going to give it a B plus this week. It was it was a, a solid. This yeah, this was there was not one one bad thing besides the other Yaladon killer killing match. Not a bad thing on this card. 
All right, excellent. Well, you know what? Let's move over now to MLW Fusion. Now, I got to say, buddy, I sighed a sigh of relief because we had gone through some really rough patches over the last couple of weeks with MLW. Yes. The yes. Tijuana thing was disastrously bad. Four weeks yeah. where it was getting to the point where I was embarrassed. All the people I'd been telling to watch MLW, I was embarrassed if they mm -hmm. watched those episodes. This came back to a good feel. Uh, heavy on Contra. They're really pushing Contra in this whole show. And, and, and you know what? Actually, um, this week, uh, I don't know if it was just me, but remember in the past, uh, like around the beginning of the year, we were covering MLW and it had that like indie feeling? Yep. This did not. This looked like a really, really cool, cool produced uh, show. Yes, they really upped the game, and maybe you maybe the Tijuana thing kind of kicked back into some stuff they should 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 be doing because it really yeah. came off as a really cool thing. Um, lots of Heart Foundation versus Contra things going on, which was pretty darn cool to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, the matches themselves, uh, Loki versus Timothy Thatcher, was a pretty cool. Pretty interesting contrast to Styles match. Yes, that was very good. Um, then we had, uh, I know this probably broke your heart a little bit, but Myron Reed uh, cheating his way after Joseph Samuel runs out and throws a fireball in Teddy Hart's face. Myron you know Reed takes the title. The, oh, you know what? This match on paper, I was like, hmm. And when you told me about it, I was like, I don't know. But after watching it, this was not a bad match. All right, I, enjoyed, well, I enjoyed this match. Your highlights of the card. What was it for you the coolest part? Um, pretty much uh, both of the matches in that uh, Contra promo at the beginning. Then Joseph Samael promo at the start of the show. Mm -hmm. So pretty much all of it you're saying? <laughs> uh, pretty much all of it. There's all the light. Um, I got to say my highlight had to be uh, Joseph Samael out there calling out Teddy Actually, Hart. Uh, he says sorry, that... There's one, there, there's one low light. There's, uh, the, we'll get to the, the low lights. The we'll get to the low problem. lights, buddy. We'll get to the low lights. Don't worry. I'm not cutting you off here. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was pretty interesting. I, I liked how it's, I hate it sometimes in wrestling when the bad guys call out the good guys and it takes forever to ever happen. Yep. You know what I mean? So, you know, Samuel is out there and he's saying that he's going to take uh, Teddy Hart's shiny, flashy uh, trunks pajamas? and pajamas and shove them <laughs> up his ass and boom. <laughs> Soon as he says, soon as he shit talks, boom! Out comes the Hard Foundation, and they start kicking ass and clearing the ring. Wait, you know, Teddy Hart's uh, gear does look like pajamas. Yes, but they okay. Anyhow, but it was I like that. I like because you knew this was a no, real yeah, big fight. I feel. agree. Yep. Um, my low light. What was your low light of the night? Um, that Von Eric's uh, promo. Oh, I did yeah, I catch what Tom Lawler said. What do you work for dirt cheats? Yeah. Okay, my low light, uh, that was pretty boring what you talked about. It could have been here or there. And the, the Von Eriks yep. are not the very, they're really piss poor when it comes to doing promos. Yeah, they're not good promos. No, they need to work on that a lot. But for me, the definite low, life, low light was, yep. did you see how poorly the fireball from Samuel to Teddy Hart was. It looked like it wasn't even close to him. See, I'm not a fan of that whole fireball thing. It worked for me. Maybe it might have worked in the 80s, but I don't know. In 2019, doesn't doesn't have the same feel. Yeah, you know, like we know for one thing that it's just a optical illusion, really. Yep. You know, it's a guy just using flash paper that flares up and it, and it, it actually has generates zero heat. And doesn't yep. le doesn't really do anything, so it's just you know it's like stage magic. 
And you're right. I don't think it cuts it this time. Well, though, I got to, I don't know, for Samuel, it kind of works because it's like, it harkens back to the old days of the Sheik who used to do that or Abdullah the Butcher okay. or, right. and for me, it had a bit of a cool factor, but I thought it was so poorly executed that uh, I did not like it. So I, I, I have to say, as so, so much as I'm not a, like, the biggest Contra fan, I don't know if this Joseph Samuel's promos are pretty solid, though. Yeah, he's got some pretty darn good promos. I gotta he give does. him that. <laughs> um, except for Simon Gotch, uh, they're pretty cool, Contra. Uh, Gotch, I'm still... God, um, no, Gotch, I'm, I'm, I'm done with Gotch. Okay, that makes sense. I can see why. Now, uh, <laughs> how would you give? How would you rate this card this week? I have, sorry, to go, I have to give this one an A. You're going to give it an A? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be tough, buddy, because I'm going to give it a B. Okay. Um, I thought it was really solid. Right. But I think I enjoyed um, NXT UK a little more. I just think okay. that, you know, but no, very solid yeah. around it, things. Now, you know what? This is going to all depend now on AEW because as it stands, we gave B pluses to uh, NXT UK. Yeah. Uh, MLW Fusion, I gave a B. Elio gives an A, which translated means a B plus. So they're, the shows are tied right now. Wow. That I don't think that's happened in a long time or if it ever no. has. Um, but let's talk about now... Um, AEW Dynamite and find out if it's oh, going to beat the tie boy. or join the go. tie. Here All right. <laughs> now, let's talk a bit about this card, okay? I'm not going to okay. go over I'm not going to go over all the things that happened or anything <coughs> like that. I'd like to know a few things that stuck out in your mind that you really enjoyed about this card. Okay, so um uh the park the uh, sorry, uh yeah, I think it was uh, Puck uh, defeating Adam Page, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, uh, again, so I guess uh, that one's done, isn't it? Because it wasn't just a rubber match. Well, no. Uh, Pac has oh. won all the matches. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so which I guess... It very much surprised me. I thought this would be Adam Page, get the win, keep the feud going, okay. but this is like the second or third loss in a row. So I'm going to... So my I my, my highlights, I have Pac uh, defeating Page, uh, the, that Jericho promo Yeah. that he cut. With MJF? And, uh, yeah, and SCU defeating Guaverico. Okay. Um, my highlights. Um, I really enjoyed uh, John Moxley's promo. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very effective. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of what I really liked here. Um, you know, the Adam Page Pac match, uh, Pac match, whatever the hell he's called. Um, I wasn't as big as a fan as I thought I should be. And it felt weird that he lost, you know. Um, this is weird that he's lost like every single match they've had. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> and he was the guy that we all, everyone was wondering if he was going to be the first champion, remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I want to also throw out uh, to a very interesting, usually these are poorly done, but this was really well done, uh, oh. the Young Bucks fighting uh, Young and Proud in the back. Oh, okay, yeah, the back stage brawl, yeah. Yeah, there's a few things that were really interesting, that were cool, <laughs> a few things that were bizarrely funny. Uh, under the cool thing, you know, slamming uh, Matt Jackson uh, through the uh, stage was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, the actual fighting looked so much more realistic than when your typical backstage WWE brawls. Yeah. Uh, the bizarrely funny part was when uh, Santana grabbed Nick Jackson, threw him mm-hmm. into this uh, door. The door opens. It's a bathroom. 
And Orange Cassidy is just that. standing there with his hands in his pocket. <laughs> and it was that. so that was... It was so creepy and funny that Santana <laughs> gets up, has this strange look on his face, reaches over and shuts the door. <laughs> and then turns around and eats a super kick. But still, it was like just looking at jo- at uh, Orange Cassidy was enough to make him go, "Oh, what the hell?" <laughs> Oh my god, I saw that. That was, so, that was funny. Okay, low lights. Uh, Nyla Rose uh, defeating Danny Jordan. Yep, I definitely have to agree with that. Anything else? Um, other than that, um, the Darby Allen Sean Spears match, I, I like Darby Allen, but as, as you know, uh, I put it as my low light because of uh, who he faced. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now, for me, uh, low lights uh, definitely had to be. Dark Order versus Jurassic Express. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark Order still not cutting it, man. Uh, this week they yeah, you know you, you you were saying how you saw something and then yeah, it, I don't see it, it this them, week, buddy. But yeah, I'm not <laughs> seeing it. I'm still not seeing it. I saw something last week and this week it was not there. Okay. Yep. Um, I know evil evil Uno should never uh, talk. Yeah, that that promo good. was terrible. That promo was terrible. Trying to recruit Marco Stunt. Yeah, why why would you even want to recruit Marco Stunt? Like, come on. <laughs> He doesn't, Come the, on. he doesn't make the height limit to get on the damn roller coaster, let alone he, wrestle. He, he's a little kid at the Beavisville Park where you have the sign that says you must be this tall to ride, to ride yep. this. Exactly. And, okay, <laughs> I'm not, wasn't happy with the Adam Page pack match because uh, Page just keeps losing, so what's the point? Right. You know, where does he go from here? He's lost too many in a row. Um, one of the biggest lowlights for me. And I thought I would like this, but I don't. I don't like it when they go to commercial and then they put the action on the top corner of the thing and you can't hear what's you know going what? on. Yes, I don't like that. I thought I would like it because then I wouldn't miss something. But, dude, right. it's so hard to watch that that you don't care if you miss anything. You're just like, get this shit off. No, it's distracting. It just takes me right out of the match or whatever is uh, going on at that time. Like they, they, were, they were doing this on the SmackDown when I used to... Uh, watch it on my computer. They would do. They would cut the commercial and have it in the little box there. Yeah, it is. It's too much. I mean, like, uh, I thought that I would enjoy that more than like you know them going to commercial in the middle of a match and then telling me what yep. happened while I was gone. I think I'd rather they just tell me what happened when I was gone. I can't follow yep. it. Can't follow yep. it. Um, overall, how would you rate the show this week, my friend? Ah, uh, this was um, uh, an okay show. There was a lot, a lot of. Uh, I'm going to go with a C this week. Wow, exactly. I was thinking C myself. Now, I'm a little bit worried here, dude, because unless uh, NXT UK really shit the bed, uh, this might be another another week where all of us are going to pit NXT UK. <laughs> uh, I'm, telling, I'm telling you, I don't know. If NXT's like running away with it lately. Well, it's sort of like AEW went from being like, Nitro in in the uh, NWO days to Nitro at the Sean Mc, uh, Mongo McMichael days. Like, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> wow, there's a horrible reference. Mongo. Mc- oh, my. oh, that guy was terrible. Um, yeah, AEW. I am a little bit worried here. It is. Yep. It has not been doing the best, my friends. And um, NXT UK, or sorry, NXT has been really hitting it out the park lately. So. And like uh, I, uh, it's just like seeing some of the matches on there. I, I can already tell. I'm like, okay, I think I know where, where I'm going this week. Exactly. Well, you know what, folks? 
we're not the only ones here. You know, you're listening to Global. I'm sure if you've listened to us before, you've heard us mention this. But if you're new to the show and you're listening to us and you're wondering where can you get more of this kind of type of stuff, well, yep. we have a, we have a sister show called WPOV. Yep. They cover the WWE exclusive, <coughs> which we don't. We only cover NXT UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they cover all of the WWE on the other side, and uh, it's a fun show. It's got, it's got four hosts. Um, hey, didn't you say something about uh, they're coming up on their 200th episode? They are, and I did a little bit of uh, math, if my calculations are correct, because I always suck at math. So the date I came up with is December 21st for their 200th episode. Okay, I'm, I'm curious. What is this math? Take four hosts, add them to one podcast. Take that one podcast, add it to four Saturdays in a month, multiply it by 52 weeks in a year, you're 90, you have a 99.9% chance of being highly entertained by Tony Diaz, Rick Sorrell III, Mimi Goody, and Miguel Cole. Oh my lord, you turned. You turned. <laughs> you you <laughs> coward. You what? coward. You, you told what? me the exact opposite math. You said there was 99.9% chance that you would not be entertained by those people. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you pushed out on me. Ah. Okay. <laughs> Well, folks, if you hear about Elio taking a severe beating and being oh, in the hospital... Take as well. Don't, don't even. <laughs> I cannot admit anything to those guys. Anyway, folks, if you want to have oh, a... Oh, am I mistaken? Oh, you are mistaken. <laughs> it's What you're saying is interesting, but fucking stupid. <laughs> Anyhow, um, <laughs> threw a Canadian spin on that, eh? Um, okay, okay. I'll admit it. You don't get to 200 episodes by being boring and, and useless, okay? Uh, as much as I, as much as I feud sometimes with Tony or or uh, what's the guy Serrano something the, the sandwich Rick Serrano uh, the third Rick Serrano the third uh, what's the other one Sock Puppet Junior is that his name um, <laughs> Miguel Cole Oh really Miguel Cole well, mm. and uh, Mimi Goody uh, even feud yeah. with her sometimes I'm gonna have to say <laughs> that folks if you check out on this network itself. Uh, you can uh, hear <coughs> WPOV. Uh, mm-hmm. We can also find them on iTunes, yep. iHeartRadio, uh, yes. Podbean, and Stitcher. Oh my God, I remembered it all. Yes. Holy crap. Wow, well, great. I remembered it for them. Let's see if I can remember for our show. <laughs> Anyhow, folks, oh, we're, on the same, we're on the same platforms. Yeah. You can't forget. True. Uh, that's true. You know what, folks? If you want to comment about anything that we're talking about if you want to throw some ideas at us if you want to just say you wonder what elio looks like in underwear while he's all drunk <laughs> send us these comments you can get a hold of us on facebook at wpov wrestling podcast or you if can... you want more creepy intros by tj ah hey 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 yeah, i got some creepy quotes man and <laughs> and i keep my underwears on anyhow um well except when i bathe i mean who, who doesn't anyways um <laughs> <laughs> you can hear us uh, or hear us. You can get a hold of us on Facebook. You can get a hold of us on Instagram. What are we on Instagram? I don't know the Instagram one. We are Wrestling POV1. Wow, you think I'd get that one. And you can get us on Twitter. And I believe the, what was this, Sock Puppet Jr., you called him? Miguel uh, Sock Puppet? He runs that Twitter account at Wrestling POV. Okay. So, folks, you got many ways to get a hold of us. Do so. Uh, answer the polls, but please read the question and answer the poll. Answer the question. Don't just go off the cuff and comment yeah. uh, outside of the poll. Here's the thing: is I'll read your comment if it's all outside and crazy shit. But 
maybe answer the question first and then go into wacko land, okay? And then uh, we'll make fun of you. Yeah, hell yeah. We'll say your name a few times. Make <laughs> you feel miserable. Uh, <laughs> welcome to our lives. Anyhow. Keep, keep, keep listening. We love you. Yeah, oh, jeez. Now you sound like Serrano Third flogging people for viewers. Anyhow, uh, folks, we've had a really good time. Uh, we've traveled around the world. Uh, Elio is I'm, Elio is down to the last ounce of uh, booze, so it's time for him to get up and go to the no, liquor I've store. Two more, I've got two more uh, cabinets full. Two more cabinets full? Well, that's going to last yep. about an hour. Um, <laughs> I am. I, you know what? I've been sitting here drinking a very berry hibiscus tea from... Um, from uh, Starbucks, and uh, I, I am now caffeinated so much, I'm probably running around. I'll, I'll be like the guy in uh, Braveheart, running around half naked with painted blue. <laughs> um, but we just like to say a special thank you to our fans everywhere. This time, I'm going to thank my Russian friends first. So, a privyet to all my Russian friends out there. Keep listening to the show. Who knows? We'll try and see if we can sneak some uh, Russian DJ music in here sometime. Loving the EDM you guys have. Loving Little Big. Uh, we also want to thank. All of our fans from across North America, South America, uh, all across Europe and Asia, New Zealand, Australia, and uh, if we have a friend who's in Transylvania, let us know. It would be kind of cool. But other than that, you know what? We love you guys. Tune in. We'll do some more wrestling next week. Elio, yes, sir. say goodnight to the fine people. All right, fans. We will talk to you all next week.